And so we're going to dive into the topic of doubt, the, the topic of the questions that we have that sometimes we're going to uh, present and ask God. And uh, we're going to talk about how do we navigate those feelings and those questions that can arise in our heart and in our mind. And so let's talk about doubt. You know, everybody, every single one of us has experienced doubt in our life. If you haven't, you're going to. And I want you to know from the very beginning, as we get this series kicked off, that just because you have doubts doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. It actually means that you're thinking, okay? It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to use your mind. God gave it to you, so use it, okay? It doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It means that you're thinking. Unfortunately, people in the church have not always done a good job of supporting those who voice their doubts or struggle with doubts or have questions. You know, sometimes, uh, unfortunately, people in the church have have given maybe insensitive advice, you know, or, or, or kind of just, um, you know, stock answers like, hey, you just need to have more faith. There's times in life when even more seasoned or more mature believers will go through things in life that don't make any sense. And sometimes we're left scratching our heads, you know, thinking, and, and maybe it will even get us to a point where we begin to ask, like, God, where, where were you in all of this? Like what I just went through or, or the struggles that I faced or these hardships that I went through, like where were you in all of this, God? Or maybe you were praying for someone or maybe you were praying for something and it seemed like God wasn't answering your prayers. It seemed like God was silent. And it led you to, to where you begin questioning or doubting and you're like, God, where are you? I mean, sometimes people, you know, get to this place where they, they say, you know, God, all you had to do was speak a word. All you had to do was, was just focus on it, and, and you could have solved my problems. You could have fixed the situation. Sometimes, I think to, to us, it seems like God is sitting on his hands, you know. He's just not doing anything. Intentionally dragging his feet. Maybe God isn't even paying attention to what's going on, and this can cause us to have thoughts of doubt, where we begin to entertain these thoughts of doubt, and, you know, maybe, maybe it was your encounter with a hypocrite. Maybe you encountered someone who said they were a follower of Jesus Christ, but they ended up being, like, one of the biggest jerks on the planet, and you're like, wow, this, this person has caused me to question Christ and question faith. Maybe it was suffering that you experienced personally that you went through. It was a hardship. It was a tragedy that you faced. And maybe it's the, the suffering that you see that in the world and it has led you to question God's goodness. Maybe it's all the questions that surround science and the Bible. And, and it's, it's caused you to doubt and wonder if Christianity is just a big fairy tale. Maybe it was a bad experience that you had in church, or maybe, you know, you saw injustices that um, have happened in the history of Christianity, and once again, it's led you to entertain these thoughts of doubt. Can I just be really, really honest with you this morning? All right, here, there. 
I was going to see how long it took, all right? It happened much faster in the first service, so it didn't feel quite as awkward as that just did, all right? We, we will never get rid of all of our doubts. Okay, I want you to know that's not the goal of this series is to answer all of your questions and to, to get rid of all of your doubts. Because I don't think that's the way God functions. There's no way for us to tie up all the loose ends and to put a ribbon and a nice bow on it and to make it all tidy and nice this side of heaven. But there is a well-traveled road that many saints have traveled before us. And it's a road that helped them to deal with their doubts. And throughout this series, we're going to look week in and week out, we're going to look at different people in the Scriptures who questioned God. We're going to look at people who had doubts and struggles, who, who had uh, emotions that they didn't know how to handle and they took those emotions to God. We're going to look at their stories. We're going to look at their examples. And my hope is that by the end of the series that you'll have some tools that you'll be somewhat equipped to navigate those questioning moments that you have, those feelings of doubt, those struggles that you face. And it'll help you to move forward in your faith. Today, the, the message is titled, Through the Valleys. And most doubt that people experience, most of the time when people go through a season of doubt, it's ignited or it's started uh, by a trigger. Like something happens that causes them to begin to doubt. And it could be a physical challenge. It could be a relational setback. It could be a financial difficulty that you're facing. But oftentimes when you go through a, a hard season, I think the enemy just tries to get doubt to follow right behind it to try to get you to look away from Jesus Christ. You know, doubt can creep in after you've gone through an experience that rocks your world. That's when doubt can begin to creep in. Many have referred to these types of experiences as valleys. And so that's why we're talking about through the valleys. How do we go through those times in our life where your world gets rocked and, and you have a ton of questions and you don't have really any answers? How do you navigate those valleys? And Sometimes valley experiences can overlap each other. I mean, sometimes people have gone through, it seems like bad experience after another. It's not just one valley, it seems like multiple valleys. So much so that they begin to question. Like, God, didn't you say that your burden was light and your yoke was easy? Didn't you say that, God? Like, I don't understand. And sometimes people can get to the point where like the simple task of, of getting out of bed to face the day becomes an act of courage. And it can become really, really difficult because they're in a valley. Sometimes the things we go through make it hard to believe that praying and trusting and hoping will make any difference at all. And it can be hard to keep the faith when we have so little control <laughs> over everything else in our lives. We all have our own experiences. We all have our own journeys and valleys that we've gone through. But I, I quickly want to summarize two different valleys that I've gone through in my life that have rocked my world. 
And my intent of sharing these with you is, is to, to encourage you and to hopefully, um, you know, through my story, you can um, learn some things that can apply to your journey. The first spiritual valley uh, that I went through was early on in my ministry, and it was the experience of betrayal. Many years ago, our church, this church, went through a split. Okay, that's a, that's a religious way of saying we had conflict that we couldn't resolve, and people went separate ways, okay? There were people in Grace Church that I loved, people that I cared about, People that I hung out with, I spent time with them. These were people that I uh, looked up to spiritually, people that ministered to me, people that were sometimes in my journey, they were spiritual guides in my life. And I'm going to keep you from all the gory details, but basically these individuals, they got so hung up on some non-essential beliefs you, you could call it like some pet doctrines, you know, or let, let me put it this way. They lost sight of the two greatest commands, love God and love people. And they began to focus on rules rather than relationship. And these good people, they, they lied, they manipulated ultimately betrayed friendships and trust and many other things to try to accomplish their agenda. And I had never seen and I had never experienced betrayal like this. This was new to me. And it cut me deep. And I, all of a sudden, had feelings inside of me I didn't know what to do with. I had feelings of anger. I had feelings of fear. I had all kinds of questions. And what happened is, is it led me to a point where I began to doubt. And I began to ask questions like this. Like, if Christians act this way, like, is it really true then? You know, all this Jesus stuff, is it really true if this is how Christians act? If Christians can treat each other this way, like, do I really want to be a Christian? Like, I caught myself asking myself these questions. And this was, this was a valley in my spiritual journey that cut me deep. The second valley was, was just a few years ago, actually. You're like, man, how many valleys do you go through, Justin? <laughs> like, every Monday morning, man, I'm in the valley, all right? <laughs> but once again, it had to do with people. All right, notice... My valleys and struggles, it was dealing with people. And isn't it ironic how often God is the one that gets the blame? I find that fascinating. But back to the second valley that I went through, I, there was a spiritual mentor in my life that I looked up to. In hindsight, you know, they say it's always twenty twenty, and I definitely put the spiritual mentor um, on too high of a pedestal. But... When this man would speak, when this man would teach, it was like he was communicating to my soul. I mean, I, I learned so much from this guy, and, and I was just eating up, man, his teachings and the things I would learn from him, and, and I admired him, and, 
And I loved his humility. He wasn't an arrogant man, but his teachings were just powerful. And I, I got to the point where I wanted to model my life after his because man, his in, integrity appeared to be intact. Unfortunately, this man was more broken than I realized. And over time, things began to surface that showed many flaws in his character. And once again, I'll save you from all the gory details, but he eventually stepped away from his role in ministry because of all the defects in his character and the things that he had done that he shouldn't have done. And once again, this this experience rocked me. It rocked me. I have to be honest with you. And, And it led me to these questions once again. And the question was, gosh, like, if this guy can't do it, there's no hope for me. Like, if this guy can't finish strong, why am I even trying? And then I began to question the things that I had learned from him. Like, man, were his teachings good? Were they biblical? Were they right? Were they of God? If they were so good, you know, why didn't they help him? If all this Jesus stuff is so true, then why didn't it help him through his struggles? The one thing that began to enter my mind once again was doubt. And questioning. And it was another spiritual valley on my journey. Now, I think you would all agree, I mean, your valleys, your experiences are going to look completely different than mine, but the reality reality is, is we're going to go through valleys. And once again, throughout this series, my hope and my prayer is to equip you, to, to give you some tools to help you go through your doubts and to navigate those questions that you have. You're not going to be able to get rid of all your doubts, but you can gain the tools to navigate them. And my hope and my prayer is that this church, Grace Church, can be a safe place for those who are right in the middle of a valley. That this can be a place where, uh, man, people can ask questions and they can go through doubts and they're not going to be pushed away and told you can't come back and why are, you know you need to have more faith no hopefully we can be a place that loves people patiently because the reality is is God's timetable is not our timetable and some people on their journey they're going to look like they're advancing fast towards Jesus Christ and other people are going to look like they're going backwards but it doesn't mean that God is done with them it doesn't mean that God isn't working on them We're going to have people going all over the place on their journeys, and our job is to love patiently, to listen, to seek understanding, and to continually and lovingly and gently point them back to Christ. We're actually told to do this. We're told to do this by Jude, who was an eyewitness to the life of Jesus. And Jude was the brother of James, And Jude, he said this in a letter that he wrote in the scriptures. He said, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Show show mercy to those who are questioning and searching. Like have mercy, like show a little compassion. Be patient with those who are doubting, um, those whose faith is shaky and wavering. Because you don't know what they've been through. 
You don't know the valley that they may be in right now. So be kind, be patient, be gentle, and show a little mercy, Jude says. So this morning is is really my attempt of kind of introducing this series to you. And I hope and pray that that you you get excited about it, that you really dive in with me, and and that we open up this conversation about doubting and questioning, and and hopefully um, we can learn from each other. But for the next couple minutes, I want to give you some encouragement regarding doubt. And, you know, those valleys that I went through, and those were just two of the valleys that I've been through, but I learned some things through those valleys. I learned a lot of things, and I just want to share a couple of my learnings with you this morning, and hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. A couple things that I learned to help me deal with my doubt. First of all, if you're taking notes, I had to learn that getting rid of God doesn't fix my problems. Getting rid of God doesn't make my problems go away. Sometimes that's, that's the path is people will begin to doubt and question and they turn their back on God. But guess what still exists? Your problems. Guess what still exists? Death and pain and suffering. Getting rid of God is not the solution. It makes me think about the time that Jesus interacted with Peter, one of the disciples, and Peter had a questions and he had doubts. And Jesus said, Peter, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave me? And he asked him multiple times, are you going to leave me, Peter? And Peter's response was, where am I going to go? (laughs) And then he followed it up by saying, you have the words of eternal life. Where am I going to go? Second, I I also realized something while I was in one of those valleys. I realized that the goodness of God only comes into question when bad things happen. People aren't questioning the goodness of God when things are good. We tend to forget about all the good things and we tend to hyper-focus on what isn't going right. But man, what about all the good things? What about all the good experiences What about all the times when we were laughing and celebrating? What about all the days when we were not questioning the goodness of God? Rather, we were experiencing the goodness of God. I have to say to those of you that have taken that step of faith, remember that moment when you first decided to put your faith in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God came into your life and you felt that release of burden. You you felt free from sin and those shackles were released and and you felt this freedom like you had never experienced before, it's like, don't forget about those moments. Hang on to those moments. You see, you have to put the pain or the brokenness of a situation against the history of the goodness of God. And let me remind us that God is good, and He is for you. He's for you. Something else I learned was that I needed to hold my doubts to as much scrutiny as I hold my Christian faith and my doctrine to. Sometimes the doubts that would enter my mind didn't go through any filter at all. It was like, oh wow, this doubt came into my mind and I believe it, you know? Like I'm mad and I'm just going to, 
I'm going to entertain every thought that comes into my mind. And it was David who said, no, you need to guard your heart. You need to guard your heart. You can't just let anything that comes into your mind, uh, you can't believe it as factual or true. You have to send it through the filter. And the filter is the Word of God, the Scriptures. So my question I want to ask you is, why don't we hold our doubts to the same standards that we hold God to? Timothy Keller said, you need to doubt your doubts. Don't just accept every thought or doubt that enters your mind. My gosh, that's that's a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Doubt your doubts. So some of you might be thinking again, like Justin, why are we talking about doubt right now? Like, why now? Why, Why are we doing this series right now? Why are we doing this series at all? I've seen in my experience in ministry that whenever we face um, seasons of uncertainty or difficult times or tragedy or hardship, whenever it seems like life is out of control, doubt seems to creep in. And I think that's a strategy of the enemy. And you and I, we all know that over the last nine, ten months, we have seen and experienced things that have been completely out of our control. And I know because I've talked to enough people that it has stirred up questions. It has stirred up doubts. So, instead of ignoring or pretending like people don't struggle with doubts, we're going to talk about it. We're going to deal with it. And let's filter our doubts through the Scriptures. Let's take it to the Lord in prayer. Let's, let's listen to each other's stories and, and learn from each other's experiences so that we can, t- we can doubt towards God, not away from Him. Listen, God is a big boy, okay? He can handle your questions. He can handle your doubts. So take your doubts towards Him. Take your doubts to Him. Don't run from them. Let's filter it through the Scriptures. And so throughout this series, every week, we're going to look at some examples in the Scripture. We're going to look at Doubting Thomas. Okay? We're going to look at David. Okay? We're going to look at Malachi. We're going to look at people who questioned God, who doubted God. And God didn't abandon them. He didn't kick them out of His family. He walked through those valleys with Him. And let me just remind us all, and many of you are well aware of this, but the most difficult valley that we will encounter, that we will face, and many of us have already faced it with loved ones and friends, is the valley of death. Remember in Psalm 23, it said, even when you walk through the valley of death, I will be with you. I will be your shepherd. I'll take you to the streams of living water. I will take you to the grass that will give you the nourishment that you need. I will spiritually provide. I'll be there with you. Even through the valley of the shadow of death. And so, man, we, we want to celebrate God's goodness. We want to, man, focus on who God is. But we also 
We don't want to ignore that, man, life is hard. And we're going to face some valleys. But you know what? God has given us his spirit. He's given us each other. He's given us his word. He's given us prayer. He's given us tools to get through those valleys. So my prayer is that through this series, you'll be encouraged, you'll be strengthened for your journey ahead.